Blog Talk Radio.
this to be the place where God lives. He resides in our worship. He resides in our praise to him. He resides in us. So have your way, Jesus. with 
one through eight. In tonight's foundation of text, we see that Joseph has forgiven his brothers. In tonight's foundation of text, we see that Joseph, Joseph has forgiven his brothers, not wanting them to feel bad, not wanting them to blame themselves for what they had done to him. Here's the thing, though. Most preachers won't tell you that forgiveness requires requires you to put in the work needed to forgive. Most preachers won't tell you that forgiveness requires you to put in the work needed to forgive. And it's obvious that Joseph, by this time, had put in the work needed for him to forgive his brothers. Now, I know that in some translations of the Bible, it says to forgive quickly. I know in some translations of the Bible, it does say to forgive quickly. But I did my research tonight. Somebody said she did a research tonight. Glory to God. But in both the King James and the New King James, it says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. That's Colossians three thirteen from the King James Version. Now the New King James Version. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must Colossians three thirteen from the New King James Version. As you can see, both times we are told to forgive. Both times we are told to forgive that forgiving is something that we must do. Forgiving is something that we must do. However, the King James does not put a timer on forgiveness. The King James does not put a timer on forgiveness, telling us to forgive quickly. The King James does not tell us to forgive quickly, and neither does the New King James. We know that we must forgive. That's that's not the argument tonight. We know that we must forgive in order for our Heavenly Father to forgive us according to Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15 from the NIV. For if you forgive others, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15, but if you do not forgive others, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So from that scripture right there, we know that we must forgive. That's not the issue tonight. The issue is the timing. Beloved, there will be some things, some things, not all things, there will be some things that you will be able to forgive quickly. There will be some things that you will be able to forgive quickly, and by all means, do so. But tonight, I'm here to talk about the other things. What about the other things? What about the things in this life that has cut you so deep that it it will require you doing the work to forgive? That it will require you working towards forgiving that person, working towards forgiving those people. 
What about the things in this life that has cut you so deep that it will require you working towards forgiving, working towards forgiving that person, working towards forgiving those people? Again, it's obvious that Joseph in tonight's foundational text had put in the work needed for him to forgive his brothers in order for him to heal and deal with what had happened to him. Think about this. You know I like to make you think on prolific fire, especially if you're not new to this ministry. You know I like to make you think. So think about this. The reason Jesus could ask the Father so to forgive those who harmed him on the cross Luke 23, verse 34. The reason he could do that is because he had put in the work. It wasn't easy. He struggled at first. He struggled with there being possibly another way. Remember the scripture says, he says, to let this cup pass from me. He was searching for another way. He was struggling. But eventually, he gave in and mentally prepared himself in the Garden garden of Gethsemane. Mentally, Jesus, Jesus gave in and prepared himself in the Garden of Gethsemane to go to the cross and die. After all that struggling, he ended up saying, Father, not as I will, but as you will. So he surrendered, prepared himself mentally to go and die on the cross. So that's how come he could forgive them so easily. He had did the he had did the work. He had prepared himself to die. That's Matthew twenty six, verse thirty six through thirty nine. If anybody wanna look look it up, it's Matthew chapter twenty six, verse thirty six through thirty nine, NIV. It's hard to forgive somebody when your flesh is still alive. See, Jesus Jesus had to die to forgive them. He had to let his flesh die to forgive them. He had to put himself in a position of death to forgive them. His flesh had to die. Yes, he was still alive and still talking and asking the Father to forgive them, but his flesh was dead. He had killed that flesh. He killed that flesh in the garden of Gethsemane. It's hard to forgive somebody because it's hard to forgive somebody when your flesh is still alive, wanting to say and do some things because your flesh going to want to say some things and want to do some things, making forgiveness hard. Therefore, in order to, in order to forgive like Jesus, your flesh must die. Therefore, in order to forgive like Jesus, your flesh, my flesh, must die. Jesus put in the work. He allowed his flesh to die. He mentally prepared himself. With that in mind, some of you, you may have to go to therapy in order to heal, in order to deal with what happened to you, in order to deal with what they did to you, in order to deal with what happened in your childhood, what happened in your teen years, deal with what happened to you, even as an adult. That's the work needed for you to forgive. Somebody, the work needed for you to forgive is to go to therapy. 
Therapy might be the only way some of you are finally able to forgive those who hurt you. Therapy might just be the only way some of you are finally able to forgive those who hurt you. That's because, here's another thing that most preachers won't tell you. That's because forgiveness is a process. And I can prove it. Forgiveness is a process. Have you forgiven somebody? Have you forgiven somebody? I mean, really thought you had forgiven somebody. You just knew you had forgiven them. And then something happens, and it triggers your emotions. And you find yourself feeling some type of way all over again. You really thought you had forgiven them. And then something happens, and it triggers your emotions. And you find yourself feeling some type of way all over again. That's because forgiveness is a process. But immediately, but immediately, you think it's the devil messing with you. That's where your mind goes. Immediately, you think it's the devil messing with you. But I came here tonight on Prolific Fire to ask you this question. But what if it wasn't the devil? Because sometimes we give him too much credit. He ain't that smart. But what if it wasn't the devil? What if that was God's way of showing you you're not you are not healed yet in that area? What if that was God's way of showing you you're not healed yet in that area? Healing and forgiveness go hand in hand. Hear me. Healing and forgiveness go hand in hand. Therefore, most preachers won't tell you what I'm about to tell you tonight. And this is the title of tonight's message. Most preachers won't tell you. Sometimes forgiveness takes years. Sometimes forgiveness takes years. Tonight's message. Because you got to work through all that mess that was done to you. Half of y'all is traumatized from some stuff that happened to you. You got to work through all of that. Yes, you want to forgive. And you know God says to forgive. But it's a process. And somebody tonight, you working you working your way towards that process. Don't beat yourself up. You're working your way towards that process. And every little every little bit counts. Step in the right direction counts. In Genesis thirty seven, Joseph was a seventeen year old ambitious kid. In Genesis 37, watch this. Joseph was a 17-year-old ambitious kid, hated by his brothers, being mistreated by his brothers. The abuse got physical when they put their hands on him in order to throw him in the pit, which resulted in him being sold into Egypt, sold into slavery. So it's understandable that it would take Joseph years to embrace that God was behind everything that happened to him as a young man at home with his brothers. So it's understandable that it was that it that it took him years to embrace that God was the one behind everything that happened to him as a young man at home with his brothers. And that God was now using every bit of what happened to him in service there in Egypt to save lives including the lives of his brothers. It took years 
Somebody said, how did you know that property is facing? I'm getting ready to tell you. It took years. Remember, I said I did my research. It took years. As Joseph, as Joseph was no longer a 17-year-old kid, in tonight's foundational text, he was now a full-grown man in his late 30s. Now, you do the math from 17 to late 30s. It took him years to let it go. It took him years to get a new perspective and to know that God was behind all of this. Therefore, when you think about it, when you think about it, therefore, when you think about it, Romans 8.28 is a hard scripture for our little minds to understand. Romans 8.28 when when you think about it, it's really a hard scripture for our little minds to understand, even though we like to quote it. When you think about it, that's a hard scripture for our little minds to understand. Romans eight twenty eight from the New Living Translation. And we know that's the part we like, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good. That's another part we like. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Think about it. Everything. Everything. God causes everything to work together for the good. But I've been through some abuse. I've been through some dysfunctional situations. I've been through some toxic relationships. God, I've been through some ugly stuff, some nasty stuff, some stuff I'm ashamed of. How are you going to make that good, God? How are you going to make it all, everything I've been through? How are you going to work it all together for good? I can't see it. God, I can't see it. That's what somebody said. God, I can't see it. And somebody under the sign of my voice, because you can't see it, that's why you can't forgive. Because you cannot see it, that's why you can't forgive. Because isn't not seeing it a part of faith? But isn't not seeing it a part of faith? I thought not seeing it was a part of faith. According to Second Corinthians 5 and 7 from the NIV, it is. For we live by faith. That's how we live. We live by faith, not by sight. Not by sight. It's not by seeing it. Therefore, employ your faith. Somebody employ your faith. It's not about what you don't see. Stop trying to see it. Trying to, stop trying to see how God going to work it out. And begin the process of forgiving. Tonight, begin the process of forgiving. For we live by faith, not by sight. So begin to say, I forgive them by faith. Somebody begin to say, I forgive them by faith. Then do the work needed to ensure that you have indeed forgiven them. Somebody then do the work needed to ensure that you have indeed forgiven them. The work includes going to therapy if if needed. Everybody don't need therapy, but if you do, don't be ashamed. Go to therapy if needed. 
Renew your mind, as it says in Romans 12. Renew your mind daily in God's word. Renew your mind daily in God's word, like it says in Romans 12. And then do the work. Study scriptures on forgiveness. Study scriptures on forgiveness and and really find out what it means. Really find out what forgiveness means. I looked it up in one definition one definition I found on the internet that blessed me was it says forgiveness means different things to different people. But in general, it involves an an intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger. The act the act that hurt or offended you might always be with you. The act the the act that hurt you or offended you might always be with you. But here it is. But working on forgiveness can lessen can lessen the act's grip on you. But working on forgive forgiveness can lessen the act's grip on you. You hear that? Forgiveness is work. God is confirming his word through the internet, through that definition. That for, he is confirming that forgiveness is work. Forgiveness is a process. I love it. Relocate somebody. Relocate if you need to. If you feel led to move, then move. God moved Joseph to Egypt. Think about it. God moved Joseph to Egypt. God caused him to relocate away from his brothers. And it was easier for Joseph to forgive his brothers when they were out of his sight. It was easier for Joseph to forgive his brothers when they were out of his sight. Had he remained, think about this, had he remained at home with them, it would have been harder for him to forgive them of all the things they had done to him. Seeing them seeing them every day would have been a constant trigger. Seeing them every day would have been would have been a constant trigger. And somebody you got some things in your life that's there in that house. That's there in a particular room. And every time you see it, it's bringing back memories. It's triggering your memory, taking you to a place you really don't want to go emotionally. So if the Lord leads you to move, do so. But because, because Joseph ended up in Egypt and he remembered the dreams prior to being sold there, God made it all make sense. God made it all make sense. And if relocating to get away from the hurt, from toxic individuals, is what seems to make sense to you in this season, I encourage you to first pray about it. Pray about it, and if you feel and if you still feel led to go, then go. But don't forget to do the work. Don't forget to do the work. I can't stress that enough. Forgiveness takes work. Forgiveness is a process. Don't forget to do the work. You can't just move and think everything will be okay. You can't just move up and move and say, I said move. And I told you to pray about it and see what the Lord will say. If he leads you to move, that don't mean you can just up and move. Everything will be okay. Forgiveness still requires work. Some of you, you need to first forgive yourself. You need to first forgive yourself. And then you will be able to forgive the other person. 
You need to first forgive yourself, and then you will be able to forgive other persons. Somebody, you need to forgive yourself for being naive. Forgive yourself for for being vulnerable. Forgive yourself for not listening to the Holy Spirit. Forgive yourself for not even asking the Holy Spirit his opinion to begin with. Forgive yourself. That's the first step. And then forgive them. Forgive yourself first, truly and honestly, with no strings attached. Forgive yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Forgive yourself first. That's the first step. And then forgive them. Renew your mind. Like the Bible says in Romans 12, renew your mind. Because you can't just move, relocate, and think what happened is over. You can't just move and think what happened is over. Physically it's over. But mentally it's still going to be reoccurring. It's still going to be reoccurring in your mind until you do the work needed for you to heal, for you to forgive. And let me just say, the work that you may have to do to forgive may be different from the work that somebody else has to do to forgive. But do what you need to do in order to forgive. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. Habakkuk 2 and 2, King James Version. Some of you, that's what you need to do. Some of you, you need to write down the vision. You need to write the vision you had for that business, the vision you had for that relationship, the vision you had for that marriage, etc. Write it out in your own words. Write out the vision that failed. Write out the vision that failed and know that it failed. You need to write it out so you can the difference between the vision and you. That was the vision, but it wasn't it wasn't you. The vision failed. It failed, but you are not a failure. You hear me? Write out the vision that failed and know that it failed, but you are not a failure. This too shall pass. Forgive, heal, release, and let go in Jesus' name. Forgive, heal, release, and let go in Jesus' name. Father God, touch that one who has been beating themselves up over not being able to forgive quickly because they still have some issues, still have some stuff lingering in their heart, pulling on their heart screen. You see their heart. Help them to heal and forgive where they have been wounded. Help them to heal and forgive where they have been wounded. Help them to make it through the process of forgiving. Help them to make it through this process of forgiving and finally be free. In Jesus' name, amen. Save the unsaved. Minister to their hearts via the Holy Spirit until they feel led to go to church, until they feel led to attend Bible study. Bible study until they feel led to find Jesus and give him their heart. Let the altar be full of prodigal sons and prodigal daughters this Sunday, this Saturday, this Wednesday, whenever they meet. Let the altar be full of prodigal sons and prodigal daughters. 
In Jesus' name, the altar will not be banned in the church. The altar is needed. Let the altar be full of prodigal sons and prodigal daughters this Sunday, this Saturday, this Wednesday, etc. So be it. Amen. This concludes tonight's message. I pray that you were blessed. Prophets paid. And to my beautiful goddaughters, to Miracle and Janiqua, thank you for praying for me. I felt your prayers tonight. Thank you for praying for me. We made it through. Tell God be the glory. Thank you, Lord. Submit your prayer request. If you have a prayer request, because I no longer open the phone lines on prolific fire. Because the subject matters be deep and personal. Holy Spirit does not want to put you on the spot. He says to do it one-on-one. So, therefore, Submit your prayer request to prolificfire.com. Their website is there for you to submit your prayer request, prolificfire.com. Also, you can donate to the ministry to, to the ministry through prolificfire.com. I appreciate all of those who take the time to donate. Or you can do it through the cash app. You can sow your seed through the cash app. It's a dollar symbol in the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The P in Prolific is kept, the F in Fire is kept, the written all together. Or you can use PayPal, paypal.me slash Prolific Fire. And once again, I appreciate everybody who has been sowing. I pray that the Lord bless it back to you 36 and 100 fold, wherever you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you. Matthew 9, 29. Be sure to join us for Faith on the Line this Friday. I will be leading you via the Holy Spirit. The time is 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. You can tune in by calling the same number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782. Then join me. You get me twice this, this weekend. On Friday, then again on Monday. It's kind of like a long weekend. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire next Monday, same night, time, and place, because God has more to say. Until then, everybody, have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out. If you're listening on the sound of my voice, just feel free to put the phone down because I got to log back into blogtalkradio.com.